Hi, I'm Carrie, a stroke survivor and BIND member. And I'm Kezia, a stroke survivor and a member of BIND as well. And today we're going to be having our second episode with Lee Richardson, who is a founder and clinical director of the Brain Performance Center and has studied the, hu the human behavior for over 30 years. Today we're going to be focusing on her work in the brain injury community. So thank you so much for us for joining us, Lee, and I'm so excited to have you here again. Thanks for having me back. Yes. Absolutely. Welcome to Bindways, the official podcast of the Brain Injury Network of Dallas. I'm Brian White, Bind's Executive Director. On each episode, we'll be providing insight into the brain injury community. We'll be talking to members and professionals regarding their stories and the important role of Bind's Clubhouse. We work as a team to inspire hope, community, and a sense of purpose to survivors, caregivers, and the public. Thank you for tuning in to Vine Waves. Let's get on with the show. Um, so we we were kind of creepers and trying to look into you and see, learn some more <laughs> about you before we met you to be a little bit ready. And we actually were a little bit uh, wondering about your experience studying organizational and human behavior. Can you explain that to us? Well, I started out in the human resource world and that's where I lived for almost 20 years and I got an MBA and within that MBA, I brought in some of that organizational change work and really enjoyed that because when the work that I was doing was really in human resources was a lot in the strategic replacement of people in the right job, you know, because I worked for Exxon when they were starting the joint ventures and a lot of it was R&D. And when you've got a square peg and you're trying to fit it in a round hole, it doesn't fit very well. <laughs> okay. So I enjoyed that. And that's something actually that still I want to go back to. I'm completing my PhD. I've completed all the coursework and I'm in the middle of writing my dissertation and I want to bring in that aspect of human behavior and brain behavior because mental health is brain health and the mm -hmm. brain is an organ just like the heart is. Oh, okay. No, that's true. And so and that kind of brings us around to the Brain Performance Center. So tell us a little bit, For in our first episode we learned a little bit why, but tell us a little bit more, you know, how you, why you founded the Brain Performance Center and how long it's been around. So the Brain Performance, that's a mouthful. The Brain <laughs> Performance Center started in 2009 and it really has evolved. It started out under a medical model and it evolved more into a behavioral health model. And that part of that is that I operate that business under the license of, of a professional counselor. And that's really more where my expertise is. And I enjoy that because it doesn't matter to me. Everybody comes at, at life. We all have problems. And whether it's anxiety, depression, there's four things that puts a brain in a dysregulated state. One is genetics. Second is physical head trauma, which is the avenue that I know very well. Mm. The third is emotional trauma. And the fourth is stress. And I think one thing that I've learned in the last three years is we have all been introduced to stress on a whole new level. So we true. had to, couldn't go to school, couldn't go to work, couldn't go to church, couldn't go to the gym. We were socially isolated. Right. And that really had a big impact on our mental, on our psychological well-being. And it's interesting to me because when you look at 
I want to help people. I want to help people on an individual level. But the reason I've got went back for the PhD is I want to help people on a on a different level, on an organizational level. Because so many times, client will say, you know, if I don't get my stuff together, and if I don't get where I'm there, quit being absent. I know I'm going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it's just it's just the anxiety about getting there that's holding it back. But they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to talk about mental health. Right. I'm not mentally retarded. It's not mental health. It's brain health. Mm-hmm. And I to every single one of our listeners, I want to ask you a question. If you thought there was something wrong with your heart, what would you do? You'd yeah. find a cardiologist and you'd be in that office as quick as you could. You get up in the morning and you don't really feel like getting up. You've got that negative talk going on in your brain. And what do you do? Well, you probably tell yourself, power through it. Mm-hmm. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> and th- those are negative conversations. And those aren't the conversations you should be having with yourself. Right. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Um, and right, right now you've been talking about the Brain Performance Center. Like, what you've talked about right now is like a lot of different tools to use and what people should be doing, like more positivity. Um, but can you give us a little explanation about what the center offers? And well, can anyone do that? Or do you have to have like a brain injury or, you know? Oh, no, anybody can. And, and okay. a lot of people want to just take... I wrote a book, Turn Your Brain On to Get Your Game On, because that's where it all starts is in your brain. The first thing that we do, whether you come in for peak performance or to increase your executive functioning or anxiety, depression, whatever it is, we'll do an assessment and we'll look at the brain two ways. One, we'll look at the neuroplasticity in the brain. Neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to change. Sometimes that brain gets stuck. Mm -hmm. And the same things mentioned earlier that put the brain in a dysregulated state will get that brain stuck. So we use lens, low energy neurofeedback, and we'll do a, a brain map and we'll see, can that brain absorb the really low level of energy that's going in? And the good news is, is if it can't, you can train the brain to be able to do that. Then we'll do a QEEG, we'll stick a cap on your head, and that cap's got built-in sensors, and we'll record 20 minutes worth of data, 10 minutes eyes open and 10 minutes eyes closed. From that, the gold standard is to get one good minute of each. And it can be harder than you think, because if you blink a lot or if you have Mm. jaw tension, you can see all of that in the brain waves. So once we we do that, I'll take that data and I'll go through it and I'll identify the the good minute. And we compare that to a normative database. And it'll show you where your brain is dysregulated, where it has too much of something, where it doesn't have enough. We look at the power in the brain. We look at the 1 to 30 hertz, and that's what you use in your normal daily life. The the people with a too much slow wave, particularly if you have it frontal, you may have a hard time paying attention. 15 years ago, if you would have said ADHD to me and I knew what it was by then, I would have said, oh, too much slow wave frontal. But we've learned so much more about the brain. We don't just look at the power. We look at the coherence. And that's how the brain shares information. Sometimes it shares too much. Sometimes it doesn't share enough. doesn't matter. 
It's just dysregulated. The same with the phase, the timing. Sometimes it's too fast, sometimes it's too slow. Doesn't matter, it's just dysregulation. And you can train all of those aspects of the brain. So once we have the data analyzed, we use it to identify what networks and hubs in the brain are the most dysregulated. There's an anxiety network. There's a default mode, which is connection to self. There's an executive function network, which relates to depression. There's so, when you think about your brain, think about a computer. Mm -hmm. It is, and here's here's a true fact that's amazing. Every second, your brain is capable of taking in 11 million bits of data. Research shows that somewhere between 40 and 126, you can hold that on a conscious level in your mind. The rest goes to your subconscious. Personally, I think it's 40. I don't think it's 126, (laughs) but it doesn't matter. We don't have to do the math. It all goes to your subconscious. And the cool thing about neurofeedback is it can touch the subconscious. When you calm that brain down, the subconscious calms down and can start to let go of things. They don't matter quite so much. That ruminating thought that you've had playing in your head every day for the last year stops talking. And that I read a lot about that, and you just said it again, so that gave me my key to kind of ask it. So neurofeedback. I'm trying. I'm trying to see if I understand that correctly. You kind of is that the when you're talking about the ten minutes eyes off the EKG. That is that where you're talking about neurofeedback. Or? Well, that is the basis for neurofeedback. Okay. With When you do whole brain training, you put that cap back on your head, and we train for 20 minutes. We do four or five-minute rounds, but you're looking at a screen, and it doesn't matter what's on the screen. You know, little kids love YouTube. Adults perform more like Netflix or Amazon, but whatever you're watching on that screen, when your brain is changing the way it's wiring and firing to hit the thresholds that we set, the picture stays really bright and colorful. Okay, so it's kind of like seeing, making sure the neurons are making sense. It's making sure the neurons and dendrites change the way they're wiring and firing. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Interesting. And it's creating, when you take medication, mm-hmm. you can change the amount of like beta that you have in your head. You can do it organically by training the brain. That's like how. They taught Pavlov's dog. It's the same thing, except on steroids. (laughs) But the brain knows it's getting the feedback that it's doing the right thing because the picture's staying bright. Oh, wow. Interesting. And I know that right now you're talking about, like, the work that you do at your your center. But we also invited you to our podcast because we also heard that you have a podcast or a radio station. Can you tell us a little about that and what has inspired you to work on and also sharing information to others. So I do In Your Head with Lee Richardson every Thursday, and I record it in a studio, and then it's played back afterwards. And it's just been a really fun way for me to meet a lot of people and to get the word out about the brain. I, You know, one of my favorite shows was a financial person that talked about finances. And we talked about the relationship that you have with your money. And you mm. do have a relationship with your money. Some people want to hang on to it. Some people want to spend it way before they ever get it. Yeah. So I enjoy 
taking everything that's in everyday life and connecting it to the brain. Yeah. So um, you have a podcast as well. Um, we also heard it's a radio. Is it well, both? It's it's the same thing. Oh, okay. It's, it's, and you can listen to it wherever you listen to any of your podcasts. It's just done at a radio. It's recorded at a radio station. Oh, cool. Well, we'll also remind our, our listeners that you will be having all the resources on the description of our episode with Lee. So you'll make sure to have that. And I also want to remind our, all of our listeners that you'll be able to hear Bind Waves on, Thursday, on Thursdays as well on all your favorite platforms. So um, that's interesting that you're talking about all the different things, talking about brain. And that's, I mean, kind of what we're trying to do. We're just trying to educate the world out there more about brain awareness. Because as you said earlier, it's not just about brain injury awareness. I mean, it's brain awareness because anxiety, mental health, all of that, you know, we just focus more on the brain injury side because that's where our lives have taken us. Well, and a lot of people, once they've experienced that brain injury, they experience the other side. Sure. Because it's so frustrating that you can't do what you used to do. No. And it's it's so, it's a downer, and it's depressing. And yeah. getting your head in the right spot is really important. And you, I encourage people, if it bothers you, talk about it. See a counselor. There's contact mind. They, I'm sure they have resources that you can talk to. Talk to a pastor. Don't try to get your partner or your parents or a family member to fix it for you. Let them stay in their lane. Let them have the role that they have in your life. Sure. Now, kind of going back to the Brain Performance Center, so we talked about the resources, how you start to figure out kind of maybe where the neuron feedback is or neurofeedback isn't working. Are there services that the Brain Center, Brain Performance Center, actually offers to help whatever that area may be, and kind of what are those services? Absolutely. Typically, we'll start with bioresonancy therapy, and that's a biofeedback, and that focuses on the intercellular communication between the brain and the body. The body keeps score of everything (laughs) going on in the brain, and uh, the brain controls everything you do but the autonomic nervous system controls the body. And when the autonomic nervous system gets out of balance and it doesn't take much, that window of tolerance is pretty small, then you go to that fight, flight, or freeze state. So the bioresonancy therapy is really good at calming the autonomic nervous system down and the brain down. And then we'll do the lens neurofeedback to create the neuroplasticity. We also do neuromodulation Once we know what your brain needs, we can send that to the brain, whether it's through pulsed electromagnetic frequencies or alternating current or direct current. And the brain loves it. The brain's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want that, I want that. (laughs) And the brain is called entrainment. The brain will try to mimic it and learn how to create it on its own. And then we'll we'll do the whole brain training, which is what we call neurofeedback. We'll also do, we offer some coaching and some counseling along with it. Because once you get that subconscious calmed down, then you're really ready to process it on a conscious level. And do these tools work with brain injury survivors too? Because, I mean, we're basically, what we're told is you have to go to therapy, you have to go to this therapy and this therapy and this therapy. And we discuss neuroplasticity all day long. I know more about neuroplasticity than the normal person should know. And that, I mean, it's an amazing, the brain is amazing, but... 
Are th- so Absolutely. there are additional tools you can teach us that maybe, you know, we've gone through all the speech and cognitive theory therapy and it's a couple of years down the road and we need to jumpstart our brain or maybe we feel like we're lacking, as you said in the earlier episode, you thought maybe it was just because you were getting older, but really it was something in the brain that needed a little it does and the brain you make a good point because your brain's not fully developed until you're in your mid to late 20s the 30s are rocking the 40s you plateau the 50s maybe you have some cognitive impairment the 60s it turns into cognitive decline the 70s it goes on and on and on and it, it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter what your life experience is you can improve the way that your brain is working. You can teach the brain how to work in a regulated state. Okay, and I think that was actually one of my questions. Um, I think like Carrie was saying right now, like here, obviously for Bind Waves and the Bind Clubhouse, we really focus on brain injury. And we have, most of our experiences are going to the hospital, going through recovery and all of that. Um, How, like with the work that you do, when is it that we we can partake in that? Like, is it after the hospital time, or like when would be a better time to be doing something as like all the the services that you offer? I think the the right time to do it is when you feel like okay, I've plateaued, mm-hmm. I've made all the improvement you know that I can make with with doing what I've been doing. The traditional therapy. What else is there? Because yes. there's a lot. There's a lot more out there. And I encourage people, don't take the attitude, well, I just got to learn to live with it. I just got to accept it. Yes. And if you want to do that, you certainly can. But you don't have to. You do not have to. And when you feel like you're ready, there's got to be another step that I want to take. Mm-hmm. That is when the Brain Performance Center can really be beneficial. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what we're looking at because, I mean... I didn't think, you know, I thought I was ready to start day one. You know, I, well, first of all, I didn't think I had anything wrong with me, but that's a whole other story. But, yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and you make a good point there because acceptance is a big part of healing and recovery. And you've got to be willing to accept what, where things are. Right. That doesn't mean they have to stay there. Sure. But you got to start with acceptance. Yes, I definitely agree. I had one more question, actually. How did you hear about BIND? I know that you were just talking about it, but how did you hear about us? Well, I believe it was through a client. The, actually, it was through Sally, the, a lady that works with me. When her son was in his recovery, she had, had come out and worked a little bit with BIND. And it's something that brain injury has touched me on a professional basis, and it's just something that I, because I know, I know that the work that we do can help people that have had a brain injury, mm-hmm. but they don't know it. And unless you get out there and get connected, nobody will know it. Right. So that's kind of what, just saying, hey, guys, don't give up. Know that, you know, know that you can take it to the next level, whatever that level is. Yes. Yeah. I, I know one, one other thing I wanted to ask you about. So... You've also written a book. Tell us a little bit about your book. And is it just one book or do you have multiple books? It's one book and it's Turn Your Brain On to Get Your Game On. And I wrote that because the very first thing I do when people come to the Brain Performance Center is I do a consultation. And I would be listening to them and I'd say, well, gosh, 
Sounds like there's some depression. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and automatically the eyes go to the floor. Or I would say, you know, I think you may have a little anxiety. Oh, no, 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 I'm not anxious. And their, their shoulders become their earrings. <laughs> and I realize that people don't want to admit that they have these things because they think it's wrong. Right. And, it, you know, I'll tell everybody, it's okay to not be okay. You, but don't stay in that not okay spot. And that's really why I wrote the book, as a, a general education to inspire people, to challenge and motivate people, to know that there are things that they can do to help themselves. I love it. I love the title of it. That was yeah. really good. <laughs> that's really good. Um, so I honestly, this has been really great episodes. I think the first book to learn about you personally and all of the work that you do now here in this episode. So it's awesome. I think you've shared so much great information and resources. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. And thanks so much. I think I'm going to suggest a new book to the book club. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I would be happy to donate 20 books to the book club. Oh, well, fun. So. <laughs> make a new suggestion. How about yeah. that? Ooh, we got so much excitement. Never, it never hurts to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so yeah. much for coming in. Thank you again. And we'd like to thank our listeners for taking the time to listen to us. And we hope that you have learned as much as we have had on this episode. And if you want to contact us, you can contact, contact us at bindwaves at thebind.org or visit us on our website at thebind.org slash bindwaves. And you can also find us on Instagram at, guess what, bindwaves. So. <laughs> and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on your favorite platform. And also, don't forget that we're also on YouTube. And you can continue listening to us every Thursday on there as well. So until next time. Until next time. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue to support Bind and our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>